This grass uses more water, or consumes, I should say, more water than the entire Las Vegas Strip. Wow. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. We also have Bronson Mack here. Bronson's here from the Southern Nevada Water Authority. Welcome back, Mr. Mack. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Glad to have you back. You know, we had you we had you on the program years ago, and uh, with all the lo- national press that Vegas is receiving because of our water situation, we thought we'd bring you back. But one of the things that, that strikes me right off the bat is how good a job we've done in conservation over the last two decades, um, essentially. In that, and this is a stat I just read recently that we are using less water now than we were in 2002, and we have 800,000 more people living in this valley. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's accurate, Harvey. I mean, when you take into account that in 2002 was really when this drought that we've been experiencing over the past two decades really set in, and it was 2002 when we were also using more than our 300,000 acre foot allocation from Lake Mead. So we were allowed to use more water from the lake at that time. But once that drought hit, we had to curtail our water use. We had to bring our use down. And we implemented some of the nation's most progressive and comprehensive water conservation programs. And these are the programs that we still operate today. But since 2002, you're absolutely right, our consumption of Colorado River water, which is water we receive from Lake Mead, has been reduced by 23%, yet our population has increased by 47% during that same time. It's about 800,000 people. For the past 20 years, we've seen the flows of the Colorado River reduced by about 20%. Wow. So it is a significant impact that we have seen within the water supply, the amount of water flowing into Lake Powell and then flowing into Lake Mead. And in fact, Lake Mead water levels are are expected to trigger the first federally declared shortage next year. We'll know that officially in August when the projections are done, but all of the projections are indicated that we're going to be in a shortage condition. The conservation efforts include a variety of elements. Uh, First would be a lot, a lot of it would be uh, the daily water restrictions that we have. Uh, The other thing would be the big one, I think, is just taking out grass, taking grass out of wherever you don't need it. Those are really the, the, the two uh, most successful opportunities that we have for water conservation. Four times a year, we need everybody in this community to go out to that sprinkler clock and adjust that sprinkler clock to the seasonal watering restrictions. If you're not aware, every single season, summer, winter, spring, and fall, you should be changing your sprinkler clock. We ramp down in the fall and in the winter, right? Because yeah. it gets cooler. Yep. We don't need as much water on our landscape. So we go three days a week in fall one day a week in winter, and those are assigned watering days to you depending on where you live in the valley. And then you ramp up in spring and then into summer. So we're currently in summer, no watering on Sundays or between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Grass uses 73 gallons per square foot in order to survive in the Mojave Desert. Wow. Water efficient or drip irrigated landscaping uses about 13 gallons per square foot. So you're talking about a column of water that's 10 feet tall, on a single square foot of grass to keep it alive, as opposed to water smart landscape, which is about three feet or so of water. Now, when we talk about water restrictions, are we talking about, when we talk about sprinkler systems for our, our yards, are we talking about just those sprinklers that hit grass? Or are we talking about all the drip systems that we have for things that aren't grass? We're talking about for everything, aren't we? What a great question. So really, when we're talking about the watering restrictions and we're talking about the days in which you can irrigate and those days being assigned to you, we're really talking about the spray irrigation for your grass landscape. 
because your drip irrigation uses uh, water much more efficiently, you're much more, there's more flexibility in being able to use your drip system. And when you talk about this federal restriction, explain that to us, explain this federal shortage. What, what does that really, I mean, what does that really mean to our allocation? Well, back in 2007, all of the states that share the Colorado River agreed upon some new guidelines on how the river would be operated. And within that agreement, Arizona, California, and Nevada all agreed that if Lake Mead hit specific elevations, if it fell to specific elevations, that Arizona, California, and ultimately Nevada would reduce the amount of water that they would be taking from the Colorado River. We expect that we are going to hit that trigger elevation uh, in August and that that declaration will be made. What that means for us here in Southern Nevada is our 300,000 acre feet, that's what we, it's a unit of measure of water that we use, 300,000 <laughs> acre feet, that's how much we can take off the river every single year. Right. That's gonna get reduced down to 279,000 okay. acre feet. Water use last year was 255,000 acre feet. Wow. So we've still got a little bit of headroom there, right. however, we have, a, we have a lot of opportunity to continue to tighten up our water efficiency here. We talk about Lake Mead as our water supply, but is that our only water supply? Is that, is that where all of our water comes from? Yeah, Harvey, 90% of the water that gets delivered throughout the Las Vegas Valley comes from the Colorado River, which feeds into Lake Mead. The remaining 10% comes from groundwater resources that are stored directly beneath our feet. Mm -hmm. Now, the Southern Nevada Water Authority also has quite a bit of water that is stored for our future use. In fact, within our aquifer here, within the groundwater banks that we have in Arizona, the bank that we have in California, also water we have stored in Lake Mead, we have the equivalent of eight years worth of water that is stored for our future needs. And that's the type of resource that we'll be able to use uh, if necessary to bridge over until okay. we get wow. new water supplies or bring on, bring on other water supplies in the future if they're needed. Here in Southern Nevada, we have community-wide water reuse. Whether you want to or not, you recycle water every single day. Everything that goes down a drain gets reclaimed, we treat that water to near drinking water standards. The wastewater agencies do such a good job at that treatment process, they can safely return that water back to Lake Mead. And for every gallon that gets returned, we can take another gallon out and bring it into the valley as treated drinking water. Wow. So this community-wide water reuse stretches our water resources. In Southern California, they are working to get community-wide water reuse. And in the LA area, they are now pursuing a program where they will take their treated wastewater, which is currently discharged to the Pacific Ocean, they will redirect that water, inject it into their groundwater system, and then from there, they'd be able to reuse it. Southern Nevada Water Authority is looking to partner on that project. And nice. for our partnership and our financial uh, investment in that project, we would get a share of water from it. But rather than pipe and pump that water to Las Vegas, we'll just exchange it for a portion of California's Colorado River allocation, which we will access directly from our existing infrastructure. That's kind of brilliant. I know that the, the legislature uh, passed, a, what was it, AB 356. What, what does that entail? Is that, is that a change to the grass removal policy or is it a, what is that doing for us? So Assembly Bill 356, uh, which had bipartisan support in this past legislative session and was signed by Governor Sisolak, uh, really is a law that is prohibiting the use of Colorado River water to continue to irrigate non-functional turf in Southern Nevada. So we have to define what is non-functional turf. Yeah. So non-functional <laughs> turf is that grass that nobody is using. Okay. It's that grass that is bordering our parking lots at shopping centers or at the business park 
or that's outside of the dentist office. It's that grass that the only person that's ever walking on it is pushing a lawnmower. <laughs> and that's grass that is just drinking our water supply. So we need to encourage commercial property owners, multifamily property owners to get out there and get that non-functional turf replaced with water smart drip irrigated landscaping. Right. And so that is what AB 356 aims to do. It provides a five-year planning horizon for commercial properties to begin replacing that grass and replacing it either with drip irrigated landscaping or some other type of, of landscaping, whether that's an artificial turf ground covering or something else. Here's the most impressive thing though. That non-functional grass, there's about 4,000 acres of that remaining in the wow. valley. That 4,000 huh. acres consumes 10% of our Colorado River water supplies. So 10% of our water gets delivered onto grass that we drive by at 35 miles an hour. Okay? Yeah. So it makes sense for us to go after this grass. This grass uses more water or consumes, I should say, more water than the entire Las Vegas Strip. You, you guys just finished the, 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 the straw at the bottom of the lake now. That's, that's operational? Yeah, uh, about $1.4 billion that this community invested in helping to ensure we could maintain access to our water supply. You know, this was a project that uh, was kicked off nearly a decade ago at a time when people were going, we're probably going to be okay. We don't need to have a lower intake in Lake Mead. Fast forward to where we are today. Lake Mead has dropped 140 feet. Mm. We're on the verge of a declared federal shortage for our water supply, which is gonna reduce our allocation, but we have secured our access to that water supply. And in fact, if Lake Mead drops to a point where no water can pass through Hoover Dam to meet downstream water demands, our third intake and low lake level pumping station will still have access to our drinking water supply. Excellent. That's comforting. That's definitely wow. comforting to know. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. You can also check us out on the web at lvrealestateradio.com or on our handle on social media at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on the new 101.5 FM 720 AM Kdon, the talk of Las Vegas.